Hi, I'm Mark Richardson. Welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think and reflect on your business, not just do your business. What I try to do is take different topics that I think are especially relevant out there in the marketplace that really allows you to take your business to the next level. You know, we've seen a lot of really crazy, wonky times over the course of the last several years. And I think there's been a interesting dynamic in terms of kind of the winds shifting, so to speak, in terms of what we should be focusing on. For the last eight or nine weeks or eight or nine episodes, I've been creating focus on the notion of sales, and not just because sales is especially unique and important to the business. It's because it's very, very relevant to the times that we're in. You know, about two years ago, I started to talk about the headwinds and the tailwinds that were out there in the marketplace. The headwinds being supply chain, price escalation, backlogs, uh, you know, challenges that we were having mainly on the operational side of doing remodeling. But there were also a lot of tailwinds, tailwinds being consumer demand was very high, phone was ringing uh, more than what we oftentimes saw, and then sales were really flowing in in large part because the consumer was really pushing it forward, not necessarily our sales skills. Well, I had a conversation just recently talking about how the headwinds have really kind of died down in terms of supply chain and some of the price escalation and some of the backlogs. However, one of the critical things that we're losing also is the tailwinds. You know, the phone's not ringing off the hook. We're having to work much, much harder on the marketing front. And in fact, sales is not an order taker mindset. It's really more of a sales skill. So those acts need to be very strong. So today, I want to really focus on one of the elements of sales that is really more specific, but I think it will help you to at least take some inventory of what you're doing now, but also take your game to the next level. And it's focusing on telling your story, the sales presentation itself. Now, most remodelers naturally go through a presentation and a process that they don't necessarily see it as a very formal, scripted, planned out kind of thing. They kind of go with the flow of the client. And as a result, they get okay results, but not necessarily great results. As a company starts to grow, you need to formalize processes and have things in place, I think, that are especially important. So this notion of having a sales presentation, in my opinion, and I teach a nine-step sales process, is that it's one of those steps in the process that's really critical to really see the success. Now, for those out there that really are a little bit uncomfortable wearing sales presentations or using those kind of tools in the process, you know, let me just put it slightly differently. If, in fact, there's not tailwinds out there, you need some tools, some things that give you some advantages to be able to close a little bit more. You know, the average close rate for most full-service type close close, uh, uh, firms is about 15% from actual lead to construction contract. In specialty sales, it's probably closer to 25%. But in either case, there's many, many folks out there that you're not getting. 
And these sales tools or these sales advice or sales tip techniques, tactics that I'm sharing in this podcast and all these earlier podcasts, they're not going to work 100% of the time, but they will work occasionally. And it's all about how do I get one more out of 10, one more out of 20. Now, to put that in perspective for you, if you can just get one more sale out of 20 leads that you have, and if your close rate is 15%, then what you've just done is you've increased your sales by 33%. So for those that are a little bit naysayers about these tools and techniques, you know, think of it in terms of how do I take my game to the next level? How do I see better results? And there's no question in my mind, while it doesn't work with every single client, it will work occasionally in the process. So a little bit more background on sales presentations as I got into this many, many years ago with our business. As we started to grow the business, one of the keys to growth is be able to duplicate what you do. One of the elements of duplicating what you do is is packaging certain steps in the process that so that you're doing it in a consistent and meaningful way. So we actually, back in the 90s, we put together a sales presentation. And this sales presentation was really designed to tell the story. And the sales presentation, this was the pre-technology version of the sales presentation, it was really designed to really not only uh, have embellishments about who and what we were as a company, but also to educate the client. You know, one of the important themes when it comes to sales presentation is realize your client is your biggest competitor. It's their ignorance, their ignorance about the remodeling process and how to go about buying remodeling. It's their fears about uh, 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 making mistakes and working with the wrong people. And it's also their overwhelm and the complications of remodeling that just cause them sometimes to just want to punt and pause. So what you have to really do is you have to have a sales presentation that really addresses those three things in the course of it, their ignorance, their fears, and their overwhelm. And if you can, in fact, do that, it's going to give you that one more out of 10, one more out of 20, which will see much, much better results. So going back to a little bit of a story, we actually put a team together back in the 90s to create a really simple but cool presentation that talked about the industry, talked about the makeup, talked about, you know, the history, the team, the values, talked about all the basic elements, some of our awards and media involvement and all of those kind of things. And then it weaved right into what this fundamental process that we walked through in more of a design build format. Now, what was interesting is purely coincidentally, we happened to be working with several of my relatives at that time, my cousin, my sister, my mother, and my aunt and uncle. And I asked my sales team, different team members, to actually use this tool when they're actually talking to or presenting to the, the, my family members. And what was amazing and a giant aha in this and a validation for me is every one of my relatives said, wow, I did not know that about you. And it was really, really interesting in that, you know, your clients, your prospects really don't know you. 
You think they know you, but they really don't know you. And why keep your story a secret? Your story is rich with a lot of different things. And it's really, your story is there to really uh, present in such a way that you can differentiate yourself. So I want to give you a few themes here, and I'm going to kind of go through these 10 themes that I want you to think about and really kind of make it part of your mindset when it comes to uh, uh, thinking about how to create a world-class presentation. And then I'm going to touch on a few ingredients that I would encourage you to think about. Now, there's a lot of resources out there, certainly including my friends at Engage. You can work with on what these are. They have templates that are available to you that I've actually worked with them and helped them on. Uh, And there's many others, I think, out there that do this. But, you know, at a very simplistic level, don't keep your story a secret so you can put these things together, at least as a first draft, in a fairly simple way and start to experiment what's best for you. Okay, number one theme is always try to sell the process, not the product. Now, they're buying a relationship. They're buying a process. They're buying who they're going to work with as much as more as as a project itself. Matter of fact, one of the things I encourage when it comes to your story is really talk about master planning and talk about other projects they might want to accomplish in the future, which really creates more value in the relationship. Number two is a sales presentation allows you to control the narrative. It allows you to control the sale. You know, one of the challenges is you need to help them learn how to buy remodeling, not just what they're buying. So I think this sales presentation needs to be designed to help, you know, take them down that tour and that path of how to buy remodeling. Number three, people buy when the value exceeds the price. Well, if you're not telling your story, you're not building the value. If you're not showing what the value of working with you is, then you're obviously forcing the client to look and examine your price. So the more and more that you can build value in the course of it, and you certainly want to do that before you get to the price in your sales process, that's an important theme. Number four is, I like this terminal, terminology, you know, be the authority, not just the expert. Your sales presentations allow you to present yourself as the authority. If you've won a lot of awards or if you've been published in, in the magazines or if you've been on the media in some sort of way, you're positioning yourself as an authority of what you do, not just an expert. And when you draw the parallels to other uh, elements in our life with uh, medical people that are more the authorities or certainly legal people, you know, their value is so much greater. And I think you're telling your story and a sales presentation can help you build authority. Number five on my mindset or themes is make it visual. 80% of the homeowners out there are visual thinkers. So you've got to do this in a very, very visual way. So Ask yourself, you know, are they really getting it? Are they really feeling the presentation, not just informing them with a lot of words? So I think you can make it 
make it uh, uh, very, very visual. Number six on my list was don't keep your story a secret. There's many elements that are very interesting about your story and what you care about and your fundamental values. So you certainly don't want to be overly redundant about those things, but you do want to make sure that you're communicating and not keeping those things a secret. Number seven on my list, I heard this from Daniel Pink, who's who's an author and certainly a national speaker. And he said, every good speech needs to have three things, levity, brevity, and relevance. As I've kind of applied that, those three things to other things, I think sales presentations are really, really important kind of thing to check those off. You want to make sure your pre- your presentation has a little bit of lightness, a little bit of humor, a little bit of personal human element to it, levity. You also want to have it to be the right length. You know, this is not a dissertation. This needs to be the right length. That's one reason I really encourage with a lot of presentations to try to limit the number of slides that you have, not keep adding more and more and piling on. So you want to have the right pace of a presentation to be able to go through. And then lastly, you want to really make it relevant to the times to the client themselves. If it's not relevant to them, then it's probably not that interesting or meaningful. Number seven, uh, or number eight on my list, is address the client elements, their ignorance, their fears, and their overwhelm. You know, make sure that you're peppering in things in your presentation that really address what the fundamental core competitive elements are. Number nine is a little bit more of a metaphor or analogy, and that is think of this presentation like a musical instrument. If you have it and it's tuned up and it's playing well, it's beautiful. If on the other hand, it's not, it's just noise and it's painful. So try to make it almost more poetic and not necessarily uh, noise. And I think that's the ultimate test to how you go about playing the musical instrument and practicing playing the musical instrument, not just having it. And number 10 on my list is this is a closing tool. You need to be able to navigate through the complicated process of closing a remodeling project and getting the client to move to the next step. And I think this presentation really helps to do that. So with all that being said, I think there's some fundamental key ingredients uh, that I would encourage you to think about. Um, And these key ingredients are just, you know, kind of maybe a little bit more of a checklist that you can go through. Am I including some of these things in my sales presentation? Uh, The first is you, you want to have some very opening graphic things that really help them kind of savor kind of who the client or who who you are about. You know, sometimes it's my, one of your more beautiful projects, you know, because again, you, a picture wor- is worth a thousand words. So just allowing that while you're setting the stage for the conversation of the presentation. Now, I encourage doing this presentation leveraging technologies. And again, I think one of the resources you have out there with Engage is a really higher level of beautiful and interesting technologies to make this work. However, any technology today, I think, will really help you to at least get a starting point in this. So you always want to have a strong agenda. 
you know, knowing how to present the agenda in the presentation is really key. This agenda might include, you know, how you're going to move through and how it's going to benefit them. You know, you've talked maybe the beginning about their their project. Then you move into some industry insights. Then a little bit more about uh, you and your your history, uh, and then the process that you're going to go in through, and then next steps. Don't make it too, too complicated, but have an agenda slide or something that kind of allows you to control the process. Now, as you're moving through it, starting with some of the industry, I, again, I can't emphasize enough, you need to help educate them. You know, there are a lot of different types of remodelers to work with. So you want to be able to, you know, highlight three of these different categories of remodelers or highlight the difference between a design build process versus working with an independent architect and, and a bid process. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're relatively objective about this, but at the same token, that the client is really understanding a little bit more about the industry and the makeup. And that will vaporize, I think, some of their anxiety and fears and certainly build more value in working with you. You know, you also want to in a, in a relatively concise way, walk through your history. You know, how did you start the business? How did you evolve? What were some of those milestones along there? And you can do this in kind of a visual timeline, showing these different milestones along the way, and then ending with who you are today. Now, I always like to end with who you are today with a photograph of the team. Now, while you're showing the photograph of the team, you might go back and highlight certain members of the team that you may have mentioned earlier in your sales meeting with a client that are going to be involved in their process. It just adds a certain amount of completeness to it. Uh, then you want to move towards your credentials, your credentials meaning certifications, your alliances, your associations that you're involved with. Uh, you want to get into also strategic alliances and manufacturers that you work with on projects. You know, you want to weave into some of your community involvement, that you're more than just, you know, a, a, a builder or remodeler, but you also care about the community. You know, an interesting thing today that's a little bit different than it was 20, 30 years ago is also don't hesitate to show some of the technologies that you weave into your process. You know, technology is certainly revolutionized, and I think they'll see this from a good presentation in itself, but there's a lot of technologies, whether it's uh, focusing on your scheduling system or focusing on how you estimate projects or how you go about using satellite technologies or CAD tools or some of the different technologies that you weave into your uh, process that really helps them to have a better experience. Don't hesitate to highlight some of the awards. Most remodelers, whether it's association awards or consumer awards, have won certain awards. Well, that helps you to build authority. And certainly don't hesitate to use any credentials or different things that you've won in terms of the industry as well as the media. Next, you want to move into the process itself. Now, I'm a big believer. Try to make your process visual. Don't just add a lot of words that you're vomiting on the client. Show it in a simple way. If you have a three-step process, show this is preliminary design, detail planning, and construction. 
and then highlight some of the key value elements that happen within each one and then give them some sense of the level of economics or certainly the fees that were required for the different steps in the process. You know, make it simple, but make it clear that they are buying a process, not a project. And then last but certainly not least, you want to get into more of a closing element and what the next steps are and really allow the client to be able to ask questions along the way. Now, I'm a big believer that you do all this before you get into more of a budgeting exercise with the client because what you've done with this presentation, with all this interesting visual and, and, and type of, of elements in the process, you've created more value. Now, many people will have then a portfolio of the projects. Now, I'd like to do that, but I'd like to make it more relevant to the client. So the best thing I encourage is throughout the whole story, have a lot of visuals that show your projects as well. So yes, there it's a little bit more indirect. And yes, at the end of the presentation, I think it's always a good idea to have a portfolio that you can go to of specific projects that really show the value or the level of investment for different kinds of projects. So just in summary, the most important thing here is you want to have a presentation. You want to be able to tell your story. You know, at the risk of offending people, not getting out and having a formal presentation is like not, it's like going for a walk without shoes. You know, this is kind of 101 when it comes to sales. And going back to my tailwinds that existed two years ago in terms of that it wasn't really critical to have a good presentation, those tailwinds are gone. So if you want to be able to differentiate your yourself, you want to take your game to the next level, seriously try to weave this in. And I think this technique of having this tool in your tool belt is the difference between getting you one more out of 10 or maybe one more out of 20, which has a substantial increase to either counterbalance the market we're in or be able to help you grow the business. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this This uh, podcast is supported by certainly my friends at Professional Remodeler, as well as all of my Strategic Alliance friends, certainly including Engage, who has a great presentation tool for you to be able to consider. Take care, everyone.